Hey everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 202. My name is Irving, and co-hosting again, we have... Migs. We have Migs with us again. He was here for the last episode where we interviewed Audrey Vega, um, and he's joining us again. Uh, do you have any plans for the weekend? Um, for the weekend, I have uh, no plans. <laughs> you, yeah. thought of, you thought about it a little bit too uh, much. Well, um, he's about to pull out his calendar. See what's I, up. I am because technically, are you filming any events? Uh, so no. Uh, this so this would air on Tuesday. Yes, uh, I am Free. directing the Lana Del Rey concert at oh. the M, and then. Tomorrow Flex. W- would be uh, the three doors down. Okay. When is the Lana concert? Uh, t- Tuesday, August eighth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that that's cool. Yeah. Um, she's also working at the Waffle House too, part time. Have you been seeing that? Um, I saw somebody post something about that. Yeah. Yeah. She was working at a Waffle House in Alabama. It was just really random. Yeah. And I think she just stopped working there already, so she was only there for a few days. But some people got pictures of her serving at the at the Waffle House. I thought it was cool, random. But I'm wondering what it's for. There was no cameras around or anything, so I'm like, was she just doing that just for? For shits and giggles, or what's going on? Yeah, I think she was teasing a little bit of where she was and where she was going, because this whole concert was a surprise. Like, nobody knew about it. Yeah. I mean, they told me about it last minute. Like, hey, last minute, we're doing it. Well, I'm not sure if you saw, but as she actually made an announcement on Instagram. She said that she was going to be in Little Rock. And then the people from Little Rock started getting happy about it. Like, the folks yeah. down there that 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 want cool concerts, you know, down, down a roll, yeah, up down there and uh and then she corrected it like a few hours later and she was like actually it's gonna be in rogers oh that's why because i saw her and i saw her post and she was like it's gonna be in rogers near little rock and i was like near little rock like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like three and a half hours but they told us closer four like. hours <laughs> but I, I but i once again i just i feel bad for the folks because I, I have friends from little rock and i saw them posting the lana post they were like oh she's gonna come to the what center do they have over there in little rock i forgot what it's called um, I know what it used to be called, uh, like the something bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So that, so the, over there. The, it I used think, to be Simmons Bank. I don't think that's it anymore. I think it is. Isn't it the Simmons Bank Arena? I think it is. Or maybe that's the new one. Yeah, maybe I am right. And I guess people thought it was going to be over there, but now they're coming over here. And I feel bad, but hopefully people still managed to get tickets, even though there was like 55,000 people in line when people were trying to get tickets. And I think the yeah, it's amp, sold out. The amp only seats, what, like 8,000, 9,000? I think it goes up to like anywhere from like 10, to, let's say 10-ish, because okay. they added, add, added on a new hold section and yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's complicated, but 10-ish. Well, well, that's cool. Well, next time next time we record an episode, we'll talk about your experiences at those two, uh, at those two concerts. I definitely want to hear about the Lana one for sure. Um, because I mean, I like, I'm like, I like some of her songs. I wouldn't say I'm a fan fan, but there are like one or two songs that I like. So we'll definitely, uh, hear you out on that experience today. We're actually joined by a friend of the podcast who this is her second time on the podcast. She is a actress. She is a poet. Um, she is a friend, Natasha Devon. Thank you for joining us today. No, thank you so much for having me. And, uh, I was telling you before we started recording that, I believe you were on episode 45th or 40 or 49th, and uh, now we're in 202, and I'm, I'm glad you're here, and I'm excited to to hear, you know, what you have done in that time, because it's been like, what, a year and a half, I think, since the last time you were here? Maybe more, maybe two full years, but it's been amazing just to see the growth of the podcast and being on episode 200 and so-and-so, like, that's, yeah. that's awesome. 
Well, I appreciate you being here and making time. I know we, we scheduled this last minute, but we made things work. We're both we here. We do. <laughs> right? We get things done. Um, but, yeah, I want to talk about, like, from last time that you were here, um, what are some of the stuff that, you, that you've worked at, that you've worked on? Because I know you've, you've worked on a lot of things. I see your Facebook. You're always posting, like, the different projects that you're working on. And, uh, yeah, so far, like, from that point going forward, what are some of the stuff that you had done? Yeah, so I have been super blessed. It's been a weird time in theater and, like, any type of entertainment genre simply because we had the whole COVID, which kind of slowed a lot of things down, and now the industry is striking. Um, But I can say I've been super blessed to be in productions at Theater Squared. I've been blessed to go, you know, out of the state and work in, like, Wisconsin and Mississippi. Um... I have I got the Artist 360 grant this past I year, saw. which was super, super exciting. And I managed to publish my very first poetry book. Um, um, yeah, and did a, did a couple of films that have, that have come out. And it's just been really, you know, it's it's steady. Mm-hmm. And it's such a blessing just like be in this position and to even work and still be based in Arkansas, but still see a lot of success. Mm-hmm even being here. And I know that uh, Miguel does a lot of work in like commercials, film, TV, so hopefully y'all find a way to collaborate in the future. I'm putting that out there. Right yes, now. I yeah. would love that. Put, the, put those vibes up there, please. Because <laughs> I was telling, I was telling uh, Migs here, I was like, how do y'all not know each other yet? Because y'all right. are both in the area. Yeah. Uh, y'all are, are both intersect with like video and like filming and, and, and uh, ho- I'm putting it out there. It's going to happen. Now right. we're connected. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Yeah, definitely. Maybe y'all can figure out something y'all can work together on in the future. Um, but so you, you, you're still doing poetry. You put out, you said you put out a book. Is there any place where people can purchase that at the moment? So right now, um, you can just purchase it from me. Just hit me up and um, mm-hmm. let me know. But I am uploading the book to Amazon okay. to be able to purchase from Amazon so I don't have to do all of the shipping myself because yeah. that becomes a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, right now um, I'll be at different bookstores kind of promoting it and reading some poetry and doing some autographs in the near future. We didn't get you in contact. Do you know Diana oh, D- yes. Dominguez? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. oh, yes. We need to... There's a collaboration there with, with yeah. you and Mas Libritos. Well, she's happen. already reached out even before yes. she reached her goal. was like, I would love for you to come. She's like speaking into existence. I would love for you to come to the space. I'm like, absolutely. So we definitely have to get that on the books. But every time I bring up an idea to her, she's like, I'm already on it. I'm, I've been <laughs> doing that. I've been working on it for months. I'm like, okay, well, I'm glad that you're, that you're working on it. So I'm glad that y'all are in contact. Yeah, she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. There's a lot of... A lot of uh, I see like promise in in different collaborations with with her bookstore. I see mm-hmm. with different people of color. I think I brought up an idea to her the other day, which I'm not sure. I think she's interested in it, but I was like, because I do some work with a pro wrestling company here locally yes. in Springdale. I'm like, we can bring some wrestlers. We can read a book. Like, a, there's a she has children's books of wrestlers there, and I was like, I'll bring some wrestlers. We'll promote you know our pro wrestling company and then promote the bookstore at the same time and just bring people. I think it'd be like a cool, a cool story well, I know Migs time. would be there. Yeah. yeah. I am going to be there. <laughs> the front row. Hey. And so what are, what are some of the uh, of the things? Are you still working with, with Theater Square at the moment or is there any projects in the future or how, what's that status of it right now? So yes, I, I work at Theater Squared um, in subscription sales. So I work there in general. 
Um, right now we're getting into this upcoming season and I actually have some auditions that I have to submit very soon mm. um, for some of the plays that's coming up. So it's like touch and go with that. Like I get cast, but it's always like, we'll see which show and or if it's, this season is a good fit for me. Mm. So, but beyond Theater Square, it's just like a lot of auditioning outside of Arkansas and trying to get into more film and television. Um, and I'm able to do that a little bit more because um, I've gotten a manager, which is really exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really exciting. And he's based in New York. But okay. honestly, he found me because he came to Arkansas. Mm. He came to Arkansas. One of his talents was in a play, and he came to support them. And he kind of was like, oh my God, who's representing you? And I was like, <laughs> nobody. <My sister>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, things are hopefully we can clear everything up with the strike that is going mm. on. and they can come to an agreement so we can continue to move forward. Um, and going back to what you said about the strike, I've been seeing like podcasts that normally talk about TV shows and stuff. They're not really mentioning like names of any shows or anything like that. I find that so interesting. Yeah. I wonder how long that will go. I wonder if there'll be any any change in, in the way, you know, these, these actors, these writers uh, are handled uh, and the benefits that they get. I think it's crazy sometimes. I, I, like, for example, one of the things that I see constantly is, like, Nickelodeon, for example, will bring all these actors. They'll be in, like, super successful shows, and then they don't, they don't get paid when their show gets streamed in, like, Netflix uh, years after, even Absolutely. though they're the ones that made the show popular. Yeah, it's really crazy. Um and over time, it's like the industry watch residual checks go from $6,700 to like six cent. And it's mm. like no one spoke up in between such a dramatic, you know, pay decrease that obviously happened over time. No one at any point as a group of artists said, you know, we're not going to stand for this. But it's so beautiful that everyone's coming together now demanding the pay that they deserve. Just mm. a livable wage. Like it's really hard to – I always say you can't just – be an actor because mm -hmm. financially you can't. We yeah. see stars who we think and or assume are A-list stars making three cents on a residual check. Oof. A lot of the Orange is New Black characters have come out and posted their checks. Mm. Um, a lot of legendary actors that we watched growing up, um, the young lady, well, she's not a young lady now, but the woman who played Little Matilda, mm. she's never made enough money to afford the insurance well wow. so it's all of these little problems and i think november will be a time when we see a shift because november is such a time where they release a lot of the christmas and end of year projects mm -hmm. um with winter themes and if they're still striking during that time it will financially hurt the industry so the yeah. industry will have to respond because right after the November drop, you have February, mm -hmm. and February is pilot season. Yeah. So mm -hmm. any potential new show. Well, both of those are sweep seasons. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. and any potential new show that's been recorded, you've wasted all this money to make yeah. it if wow. you don't make a decision and make it fast. Mm. Makes sense, because I know that Willy Wonka movie's coming up. They're probably gonna try to get, try to get <laughs> some promotion out there, and they're not gonna be, well, yeah. And what? actors like Viola Davis and, like, really big names, they're stopping their productions. They're not mm. – they're choosing not to act during the strike. It's it's beautiful, but it's like I wish it didn't take us doing this. I wish people would just do right by other people. 
Yeah, that's that's the very unfortunate part that people let me just care about themselves, you know, and they care about getting richer themselves, which I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but it's important to mention for the folks that are listening. Um, I did see recently, though, was it like a few months ago when when they did like a like a they played a, a local movie that you were a part of here in the theaters? Yes, yes. Um, so it was two of them. One was Mind Cage, and that was mm-hmm. the one when Martin Lawrence came down. And the other, which I didn't have any lines in there, but I, my little face is shown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the other it was Freedom's Path, which mm-hmm. was a very exciting project that we shot here in Arkansas. And it's doing some success. But even the release of that streaming has been put to a halt. We mm. got an email very recently with that, which is they're all great decisions trying to support the actors and production of these film sets and these television sets. What was what was some of the, of like, how was your experience like? I know you told me that, I know you just said that you didn't have any lines on, on Mind Cage, mm-hmm. but what was your experience in whatever time you spent with that, with that, was it a good experience? Was it how, how was it? It was um, it was a nice experience. I am a casting assistant with ACA, with Actors Casting Agency here in Arkansas. Um, so I get to go on set to help, like with background actors and things like that, on any project that we are a part of. And it was super exciting because we don't know until we get on set who is in the film. And so I remember like. It was hot, and I was like, I think I'm going to just go home. I'm just background. I really don't want to do this. They have enough actors. And as I'm saying that to my friend Victoria, I turn my head, and Martin Lawrence is, like, standing right in front of me. And I was like, on second thought, it's not that hot. <laughs> it's, not, no, it's not that hot, you know? It's 105 degrees, but I'll stay. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. It was scorching, but it was just super excited to be on a set with him to watch how he does his craft and it was just such such good vibes and I got to watch him John Malkovich the woman who I'm so sorry her name escapes me but she's like the lead on um manifest mm. blonde Someone will tell us what it is. Yeah, later somebody's probably listened to this (laughs) screaming her name at me. But, (laughs) But yeah getting to watch them on set and also just watching how And I say this with a lot of pride, how a lot of the Arkansas talent and actors here are either equally or surpasses the talent that comes in from L.A. and New York and these bigger places. So getting to be on set and see directors' faces when they're really shocked at, oh, my God, they know what they're doing. Oh, my God, I don't have to explain this. Mm. Um, It says a lot about just the talent that we have here. Where do you think that talent develops from the one the one here? Like, where where do you see some like areas of maybe some institutions or some theaters that are developing the actors that you're seeing here that are ready to to get like just to be in these movies? Believe it or not, the University of Arkansas has an amazing acting program. Mm. They have a great undergraduate program. I'm a product of their MFA acting program. And so they curate a lot of talented actors. And then for those who aren't academically trained, because you don't necessarily have to go to a school setting to get training in acting, there are people in the community like Mike Day, mm-hmm. Mark Landon Smith. Um, he's in Little Rock, but Sean, he, these are figures that are going back into the community 
giving opportunity for mm-hmm. actors who aren't as trained to like work on their craft mm-hmm. in a low stakes environment produce a movie in a short film in a low stakes environment and let's see how you get better and sharpen so I think a lot of it is just the community of artists who want to see other artists thrive and be successful how do you feel about that space mix like you from your experiences of working you know with with filming uh, movies commercials um, do you have you had the opportunity to work with local actors yourself um, I have, I have, uh, and we have used uh, Mark before to get some talent and people from Little Rock. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, uh, most of the stuff I do is not really like really intense line based. It's just quick commercials, mostly smiles, you mm-hmm. know. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody is talented. I have more to say about the production side of it. Like, yeah, people come here, you know, and then like they come here from another state. They see certain things, and they're they're like blown away, you know, like on the concerts and stuff. Like, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've heard like an artist be like, dude, best like tour video. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with the people here kind of know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I think the reason that is, is because we have, I mean, we're all doing stuff for like the, the biggest companies in mm-hmm. the world, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, right. Think about that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, I mean, we've, I mean, we've got it, yeah. you know? Makes sense. But I mean, you come from somewhere else and you're like, no, I'm not going to trust that guy to touch a camera, you yeah. know? But then, so I get like a... They just job. think that because we're from Arkansas, we can't yeah. do it. <laughs> well, but then I get true. a job as like a cam B or C on a film or something, and then they're like, hey, man, you're you're good. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you sure you're from yeah, Arkansas? I was like, man? I was trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so what what are some other stuff that you're passionate about wanting to do in the art space? You know, besides, and we'll, we'll touch on the project right now that, we're, that you have in hand, but... Uh, anything else that you can think of that you've been passionate about wanting to do uh, within the art space here that maybe you've thought about it, maybe you're working on it um, that you'd like to discuss? I'm I'm really wanting to get more involved in museums mm. with my poetry because there's something that I find very therapeutic and just very beautiful in seeing how art inspires other art. So. Mm-hmm getting the opportunity to study a sculpture or a painting or some type of art and then creating poetry based on what that means to me or and or what I think the artist is trying to say. Yeah. And that um, I think is like my next goal, doing that and developing just more plays that have People of color are the driving force and driving in the front of the cast, wanting to have a reflection of just like the community that I see and that I that have supported me wanting to see their stories being told on stage or in short films or on, you know, whatever medium that I write it in. I'm very passionate about that. And of course, a lot of that is because I am an activist and I I love this community so much. But it's like I see the voices that are underrepresented mm-hmm. and so I'm really passionate about how do we give that voice a space whether that's through a poem or a story or a play um, how can I aid my talent to uplift mm-hmm. that in others hmm. that's beautiful um, I are, are you finding it easy are you finding it difficult um, to do that at the moment to be able to, to I think it's both I think you and that's 
anywhere you will have your community like you will have the even even this i text you yesterday mm-hmm. and we are here today yeah. um <laughs> one day late like so you have your community of people that will support you that always mm-hmm. will push you and if they can lend a helping hand they're going to it's just kind of unfortunate because those are the people that don't have all the power you know yeah. Um, and so I feel like as a group, we're all kind of trying to reach up to get more connections for each other and mm-hmm. to build. So that is the part that becomes a little difficult. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, if this person was in power, I know we could do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. But it's that one person that sh- shouldn't be in power and mm-hmm. or has abused power that yep. still has it. So it makes it a little difficult for the artists to function in a way that's very authentic to themselves mm-hmm. versus creating like a commercial. You've been yeah, there. You've yeah, been there. No, the commercial definitely. product that you're like, here you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. But there's no connection to it. So yeah. it's, it's both. It's, it's both. Do you think that you are able to just in general, maybe not like in a, in a place where someone's paying you to do a certain type of, of art, but do you feel that you're able to be un like uh, unfiltered with your work in general? Do you think you can you're able to express yourself to the fullest extent that you want to express yourself when it comes to just you know your talents in the community? I am, and I will say it's because I have different mediums, mm-hmm. meaning it's very hard to block me financially mm-hmm. because if you don't cast me in play, great, I can go do my poetry. If you don't cast me in po- don't let me do poetry great i can go write a story and get it get it seen at another theater like so i have set myself up to have a lot of different mediums and if none mm-hmm. of that works great now i can teach dei inclusion and equity work to mm-hmm. companies and things of that nature but it's but i had to be very strategic because i know i'm an activist and i know my voice is very specific mm-hmm. and sometimes it is one that people may want to shut down or quiet so I had to make sure that I have a lot of different mediums so that I can pay my bills and survive mm-hmm. and stay true to my and stay true to myself and my voice. Mm. That's that's so interesting. I and I really relate to the whole thing where you know, you have this passion and you want to and you want to be able to fulfill it whatever it is. But you got to pay the bills, too. You got to pay the bills. And sometimes that requires you being extra careful about what you post on social media. Yeah. Even if you want to, like, just cuss someone out. Because I've been wanting to cuss someone out sometimes <laughs> here and there. But then you have to be very mindful yeah. because, I guess, in, in your field also, um, connections and connections and relationships matter so much. So much. For you to be able to get another job. Yeah. No, when you he asked you that question, I felt like, to me, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, 90% of the time I'm given, you know, what the client wants or whatever. I was not like, mm-hmm. no, have this in mind, you know? You're yeah. like, yeah. Because it's hard to rock the boat and ensure your job. Like, and yeah. especially with the, I'm with you. I see so much in the community that I want to comment on my Facebook and be like, "Why did you do that? Who is it?" Yeah. But I know, like, <laughs> that's not gonna look good because where where acting is right now, they want your social media handles. Yeah, they oh, want yeah. to see them now, which is a little nerve wracking because it used to be this release thing that you can just go on and tell a bunch of jokes and nobody cared. Yeah, but now this small version of yourself that you are 
is a part of your whole identity. Mm-hmm. So it becomes hard balancing it. Yeah, I think it, uh, well, at least I, I know when it came to Facebook for me, like, I don't do too much on that anymore. And that's because that's kind of what it became, you know, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden everybody just started following me and you can't say no to certain people. <laughs> and, and, I, and like, soccer uh, when you're cold. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of people say my family, see, but I don't really care about my family. Like, I'm pretty honest about who I am with them, but it's just... Just don't post anything, man. I've, for work, I got in trouble. I've got in trouble <laughs> because this is a long time ago when I used to have, like, a real job, you know? Oh, yeah, and yeah. then um, I remember uh, my friend, I, I went out to L.A., and then, like, a month or two later, she decided to post, like, pictures up. Mm. And I had called in sick because I was sick. Yeah. And, and, and then, but she posted up on the day that, like. Oh, they were sick? Yeah. And then my <laughs> boss is like, well, I went into your thing and, and, and I saw all those wow. pictures from you hanging out. I was like, dude, like, those pictures are in Los Angeles. Like, you can check it. Like, we're in Hollywood there. Yeah. And you saw me yesterday, you know. <laughs> like, I'm not there right oh, now. Damn. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the timing of that. Did, did you? Did she? Did he believe you, or she believe you? Um, uh, the the next day or two, uh, he came out and he was like, "Dude, I'm sorry. I yeah. checked those pictures. They are from somewhere else." And another mm. date, and blah blah blah. Jesus. But that wasn't the first time that I gotten burnt, you know. For <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like. I think you can add some coworkers. Well, unless there's like snitches, then you don't. Add yeah. Them. But management. Uh, but you don't know until it's too late. That's true. But <laughs> management's complicated. Like. I, I, li- I, I like that I've had bosses that they don't check my social media or they don't want to follow yeah. me on social media whenever they're my bosses because, you know, it's weird them seeing my stories. Like if I'm doing something and yeah. they're just like, why are you doing this? And, and I like that they give me they've given me my space, my past two bosses. So I'm appreciative of that. Um, but let's talk about the project that you have right now at, at hand, Natasha. Ain't I a woman? Yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the idea of the project? Um, what people can expect, when is it, and where can people go see it? Yes, so Ain't I a Woman is my one-person show that I developed, honestly, at the university when I was in grad school, and I play up to, like, seven characters, I want to say. And oh. So it's just me on stage, and I just go in and out of all those characters by myself. It's a, I want to say, dramedy. Okay. Like, because it's funny, but also there's a lot of, like, oh... I just heard that term for the first time yesterday, by the way. Dramedy. Dramedy. I didn't even know it was a term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like merging it. the comedy yeah. and the drama. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a dramedy. It's super, super funny. It's um, going to happen August the 10th through the 12th. It's going to be um, – originally it was set at Arts Live Theater, and then we moved it to Global Campus, which is right around the corner, just from our space, and um, the parking situation there was a lot easier. But um, it is – this beautiful story about this young girl named Nia, and it takes you through her life journey, and she's trying to figure out, like, what is her definition of, like, true womanhood? How does she get to true womanhood? What is some of the bumps and the bruises that we have along the way? Mm. But it is wacky. Um, It's super (laughs) wacky. The audience is suggested for 18 and up, just like with the subject matters that I kind of go through just to, like, protect my audience and not having, like, younger babies in the space. Um, But, yeah, it's a three-day run. I got some funding from the Artist 360 grant to put it up, so I'm really excited about sharing it. I've done the show before, but, like, sharing it with the community that I developed it in, Mm -hmm. that feels really good. And can you tell us about the process of developing that? How long did it take? How did it look like for you? 
So we, um, in, in my grad class, we have this, a class, and it was called a one-person show class. And in this class, they teach you and teach you how to develop your own art so that you can curate your own art so that you're never not, you're not in a position to where you can't work. Mm-hmm. As long as I can find a space, I can put up a show, and I can work. Mm. So we started the process of the class, and I'm an advocate for therapies. If you're not, I'm sorry, but Shout I just Shout out am. therapy. I'm an advocate for therapy. And during um, the class, I was, like, seeing my therapist. And I remember I was just sitting on my couch, on the couch, and I was talking to my therapist. And I said, like, the wildest thing, and I laughed so hard at it. And my therapist, um, she's brilliant. Um, I won't give her name, but she's brilliant. But she's a stone-cold black lady, so she won't. She, like, laughs. You can tell when she's laughing on the inside. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, holding in her laughter. She's, like, take her notepad and, like, kind of hides her face. <laughs> and I was, like, I'm putting that on stage. And she's, like, what? I was, like, I'm doing that as a scene today in class. And she mm. goes, do not. And I was, like, yeah, I'm doing it as a scene. <laughs> and so it kind of came out of this joke of, like, therapy and trying to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I put it on stage, my teacher was, like, oh, my God, people need to see this. And it just kind of, that was the project I chose to focus on for that mm. year. After that, I got picked up by the new play festival at Theater Square in 2019. Um, I was fortunate enough to take the show to Atlanta. I've done it at um, Arkansas State University. So it's, it's, it's got a baby life. It has a little leg, little yeah. deer legs, I'll say. <laughs> it's mm. not like a full-grown gal, little running deer but it has a little legs and i'm, I'm very which fortunate. is really weird you say that because when i was driving over here i saw a little deer like over there two little <laughs> deer <laughs> what's up with all these coincidences but i was driving over here and i've never seen a little deer in my life and there was one back there now you just mentioned that was my show legs. that's sorry, the I show just, is that little deer that you just saw <laughs> just is my, my show mind. sorry to interrupt you no no it has this poetic of course i'm a poet so of course i put poetry all through the show and it's beautiful and it's funny um you're going to laugh. That's the biggest thing. Like, you're going to go. You're going to laugh. I think I'm the funniest person mm-hmm. in the world. As you should. <laughs> I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> That's my superpower. Got us laughing right now. I yeah. think I'm hilarious. <laughs> so trust me, you'll laugh. Um, yeah. Everybody can take something from the story. It's beautiful. And it's only an hour. Mm. It's not. It doesn't take a lot of your time. It's just one hour. Um Watching me make a fool of myself <laughs> well, <laughs> in the a, best way. That's how you should have promoted. You should have been like the funniest person ever. I should have brings to you. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare for all the laughs. That has a lot more of a kick to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ain't tired woman. <laughs> and and uh, where can people get tickets? Oh, so the tickets are sold on Eventbrite. You can mm-hmm. just type in okay. Ain't Tired Woman, choose the day that you want to come. Um, the 10th and the 11th is going to be at 7 o'clock p.m. And on the 12th, that Saturday is going to be at 2 o'clock p.m., also, we'll sell tickets at the door if, you know, people aren't able to get those tickets and it's a last-minute decision. You definitely can come on and there be plenty of space. Sounds good. And one of the things that I ask people, I try to do this every episode, but sometimes I forget. What, what is one thing besides therapy that you do for your mental health? Ooh. You know what? I'm going to be quite honest with you. Nap. Ah, uh, that's a good one. I'm a part of the nap ministry. Like, I will take a nap. I will rest my body, my eyes. Mm-hmm. It's so therapeutic. And I think black women don't nap enough. Mm. And so I am an advocate for, of course, therapy and, and journaling and all of those things. Yeah. But I purposely take naps. 
Mm. That is my thing. You ever get guilt tripped because you because you nap a lot? Anybody ever be like, "Why are you napping again? Why do you do this every day?" Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have people absolutely. like that in my life. And then I don't have <laughs> children, so it's like, "Why aren't you running a marathon?" Because I, I don't want to run a marathon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have young babies. My kid mm. is 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 an adult. He's super mm. old, and so I don't I don't have any like instant responsibilities in my house. So. Yeah. I think it's because people are jealous of the naps. Yeah. I heard the story about, like, how parents, people that are parents now will tell their people, like, you should have a a child now. You're getting old. All these things. And then, like, once you have a child, they're like, ha-ha, you're part of the group of no sleep. (laughs) Yeah, it's like they want to trap you. And I'm like. We're all miserable here. (laughs) (laughs) My child is an adult. And I'm not his biological mother. Um. But he is mine, and mm. I was fortunate enough to get him. He was already grown because mm. God knew I couldn't tolerate. He knew I couldn't do no diaper. <laughs> <laughs> he knew my heart. <laughs> he already knew. He was like, no, I'm just going to give you this adult child. <laughs> you can finish raising Trey, uh, and that'll be fine. <laughs> hey, hey, well, if that worked out, then it does. that's good. That's good. Well, we're excited about, about your event. Uh, you said it's going to be three days so people can get tickets at Eventbrite and search Ain't I a Woman. Yes, yes, there. yes. Those tickets are only $25. Wanted to make it really accessible to the community and 15 if you're under 30. Sounds good. So everybody get their tickets. Natasha, thank you for making the time to be here. I really appreciate you and uh, can't wait for you to be here for the third time. Of and, course. And we'll see what update you provide. We'll see if you see Martin Lawrence again. Hopefully uh, we'll <laughs> be friends then. <laughs> right, right. Um, but for everybody listening, that was the end of episode 202 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Edwin. And Migs. Signing off. Mm-hmm.